Welcome to The Unmuted Life. I am your host, Stacey Jada. I'm a wife, mom, daughter, and sister trying my best to make the world a better place. My deepest desire is to help others step into their light, gifting, and talents so that they can shine the way God intended. The Unmuted Life podcast allows us to hear and connect with others through their stories and experience to help us on that journey, talking to ordinary people living extraordinary lives. It's time to unmute. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Unmuted Life. Welcome to the crazy state of affairs in the Jada household as we are all embarking on unknown territory with the coronavirus. Um, I'm here in um, Texas. We're actually just north of Houston. And already we have been, um, you know, kind of told to have some social distancing which I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of an extrovert. So that's like telling me to be away from people and I like to talk. So here I am. I also have a little extra time on my hands and I thought, you know, today would be a good day to do a podcast and say hello to everybody. Today's just me though. You're going to have me. We're going to talk about some stuff. I'm going to talk about St. Patrick today. It is St. Patrick's Day and I'm not even wearing green. So, but at my home, nobody dares to pinch me. I'm kind of the mean one. So they won't do that. But we're going to talk about all those things and just the kind of state of everything. So here I am. I'm at home. I've got a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old. Last week we had spring break and all was cool in the world. And uh, they were pretty happy. And then they got happier when they heard that um, there wasn't going to be school this week. So they got even more excited about that. Um, Until last night. Last night was when the excitement was starting to wane because they want to go do things. They're tired of being stuck in the house or not being able to, you know, go do more uh, people-oriented activities, you know, movie theater, mall, stuff like that. Because we've actually said, no, we're going to be socially responsible. And even though we don't like it and we're uncomfortable with it and, um, you know, just it's overwhelming because we don't want to believe that this information is true. We don't want to believe that our world has been turned upside down Um, in just a matter of a week, really, um, for us here in in, um, the United States. But we don't want to believe it. So we kind of want to rebel. We have that. I told my girlfriend, I said, I have this rebellious teenager tendency to be like, well, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go you know, do all the things I always do. But the fact of the matter is, if we behave responsibly and we do the things that are asked of us right now on the short term, um, then what will happen is this um, virus will disappear a little bit more quickly for us versus ongoing, versus being in our presence and being part of our lives for way longer than we want it to. Actually, I spoke to my cousin last Friday who lives in Italy. They live, my family lives in Northern Italy. And I sent her a little message and I was just inquiring about the situation there because, you know, we get news, but, but what is it really like? And I inquired with her via messenger and, you know, she responded with, I wish we had taken the warnings more seriously because they kind of had the same warnings we did, right? With, Hey, social distancing And, um, you know, just stay at home a little more just take it easy, you guys. But they didn't do that. And they still did all the regular things. 
And because of that, now they are confined to their homes. They do, they can go to the grocery store. They can go to the pharmacy, but life is very strained in this moment for them. And she says, I wish we would have just paid attention more quickly. And so what we have on our, uh, on, for us is we actually have information right? We have time and we've gained time because of some of the things that were put in place early for us, which is good. So if we just do our part as citizens and being responsible, then hopefully this will all move along rather quickly and we can get back to our regular life. But my kids don't like the sound of any of that, obviously. They they just don't want to believe it. They want to go on with their lives. And I get it. So last night we almost had a mutiny and it's only day two of staying home with my kids. So I have to figure out ways to make them happy. So I was looking at, you know, Hey, go to the park. Well, why the park? Well, there's a lot of room for everybody just to spread out, you know, go for walks with the kids. The other thing that's been on my mind about this is I have a tendency, I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to say things like, I'm just so busy. And y'all, I am busy, but I'm busy doing things that I procrastinated on, or there's some of my have tos like doing the dishes. Just kidding. But, you know, I'm, I'm busy. We're busy people. We live busy lives. But we're not supposed to be um, human doings. You know, I've always got something to do. i got to go here. i got to go there. We're supposed to be human beings. And that means to be present. And I think one of the things that we've done with our children that's a little bit of a disservice to them, and not just our children, one another, friendships, relationships, even with our own parents. And I'm guilty as charged of being so busy that I don't make time for what's really important. Well, here we are given an opportunity to slow down, slow down, determine what is important, who is important, how do we want to spend our night and lot, uh, time and lives and devoting some extra attention to those that are most important to us. I had someone tell me, when you're on your deathbed, you don't think about, oh, I wish I could have made more money. I wish I could have worked more. It's usually, I wish I could have spent more time with. And so we're in that place now where we get to pause because we have to live just a touch differently than normal. And so we have time to make the phone call. We have time to do a Zoom or a FaceTime and see a face maybe we haven't seen in a little while. We have the time to play a board game with our kids or go for a walk um, if that's what you'd like to do. We have time to show them things that maybe we haven't shown them, like how to make grandma's fried chicken or how to, my daughter just finished sewing a dress. Now, I don't sew, so I didn't show it to her, but we have a friend that does. Her name is Connie. Connie came over to the house and very givingly spent time with my daughter and taught her how to take a pattern, read a pattern, sew the pattern. I did a lot of shopping to make sure that it got done. It took many hours, but here my 14-year-old daughter learned a skill set that that could be beneficial to her. It could be something that she takes a passion in. So we have this time to spend with our kids to help them learn something different and show them a different way, a slower way. If we really think back just a touch, 
we can go even to our own childhoods, things were a little slower than they are now. And my kids are involved with probably more things than they need to be, but they like it and I let them. But are we showing them how to pause? Are we showing them how to take a time out and read, how to reflect, how, how to just be bored? You guys, being bored is actually wonderful. In times of boredom, that's when we're creative. That's when we daydream. Remember laying in the backyard as kids and staring up at the clouds and making shapes out of them? Or we didn't have anything to do. And for us, we had less. So we didn't have the computer games. We had TV, obviously. We did have Atari. Did y'all have Atari? Anyways, we have those things. and um, But we didn't have as much as our kids. And we also couldn't connect via the computer or games away the kids can do now. So like my son plays games, but he's talking to his friends. So their game playing is like our telephone talking. So that's, that's their form of communication and relationship. We didn't really have that. We also didn't have as many toys and things in the same capacity. So we created more things differently. It's different. It doesn't mean it's better. It doesn't mean it's worse. It's just different. So right now, our kids have the opportunity to play in some dirt, play outside, use their imaginations. We have time to connect with one another, our spouse. Hey, if we're home, we can eat well. Remember that, oh, if I only had time, I'd cook more. If I had time, I'd do this. We have time now. We can do some of those things. Maybe that recipe you always wanted to make, you could do. Maybe you've always wanted to learn how to bake bread. Um, or maybe you've had a desire to paint that wall in the kitchen. That's me. So this could be that opportunity. And while I'm sitting here talking about it, just so you know what my opportunity is, I'm sitting in my office. It is a disaster. It looks like somebody came in, just took everything off the shelves and threw it in the middle of the room, except for <laughs> the display behind me that I've been doing some Zoom calls with. And so there's like one little tiny place in my office that looks normal and everything else looks like an explosion. So the reason I'm bringing that up is I have time right now to work on this project and make it really look the way I want it to. And then if I get more time, I have a wall in the kitchen that I would like to paint. And of course, we've, um, you know, we kind of cook at home anyways. For us, that's normal. Uh, but just to spend the time with the kids and teaching them some life skills that go with it, because I'm not raising children. I'm raising adults and I want them to be able to take care of themselves. So we're going to continue doing that. So I hope your family, I hope your loved ones near and far are all okay. And I hope that everyone is healthy and safe. I know everyone is washing their hands. I know that everyone is taking those precautions and let's just continue to do so and be one another's support and be one another's, um, advocates, check on our elders, check on those that have maybe immune um, issues or have cancer or check on those that have small children and can't get out. Check on those maybe that don't have the types of incomes that they can take care of themselves as easily and they just might need um, a little hand. So let's be each other's, um, let's be each other's caretaker. Let's be each other's friend and advocate and let's help one another. That's what we are called to do is to do those things. So that's just a little bit about what's happening here. The mutinies that are yet to come in my household, I'm sure you'll hear about them. 
Um, <laughs> they're just funny. Good kids, though, you guys. I just love watching them. They make me laugh, and they're awesome, and they're really doing the best they can. I think they're probably a little stressed, too. And honestly, I think they're a little depressed. My son last night even said to me, he says, Mom, he says, you know, I miss school. And we don't, you know, they complain a lot. They don't want their homework or getting up early or those things. But they, there's a routine for them as well. And seeing their friends, my daughter runs track, same thing for her. She's kind of glad about not being in school, but she's sad. This is her eighth grade year. It's her final year at her school. They have trips planned. They have activities planned. And right now everything's on hold. And there's this whole thing of uncertainty for these kids have been working so hard. Um, my son is an orchestra and he's been practicing for months on these pieces he was going to competition in. And that has been entirely canceled and he's heartbroken because he's put in all this effort into a passion that he loves and now it's been kind of thwarted and these are you know my kids but I know there's kids out there who um this is their senior year and guys we need to be emotionally supportive for them they're you know how distraught for them how confusing for them so we need to be there for them emotionally as well and others that are in projects they may have just a friend that their restaurant is opening like right now, like it's getting the doors are supposed to be opened and now they're faced with this unknown situation and we need to be there for them um, emotionally. And if financially we can buy a gift certificate or um, maybe they can deliver or any of those things, we need to support those small businesses the best ways that we can so that we can all move through this as best as possible in love and in light and faith and in hope, which takes me to my next topic. I want to talk to you guys about St. Patrick. Today is St. Patrick's Day. And um, okay, I, you know, I'm like everybody else. So I think, oh, St. Patrick's Day, you wear green so you don't get pinched. <laughs> really, it's a thing. Um and then, you know, when I was younger, I was like, well, you can't see my green. It was kind of like the fun thing to do, right? And now I'm like, I'm not wearing green. Pinch me and die. <laughs> so, but St. Patrick's Day, that's kind of traditionally, we have big parades. We drink green beer. We think of Boston and we, um, we, we wear green. So those are the things we think of with St. Patrick. But I thought it'd be kind of fun to have a little bit more information on him. So the information that I'm pulling is actually from catholic.org and it's in their saints section. So catholic.org under saints, they even have a little movie there. So if you want to watch a video, you can go watch a video on St. Patrick. There's a movie out right now called I am Patrick. I think that's what it's called. I am Patrick. It's only in theaters today and tomorrow. So if you're bold and you want to go see the movie, um, you know, please go do that. Um, I have a desire to go see it. My, It's playing here locally for us at the Grand Theater. I'm not able to go. I have meetings at the time that those are taking place. So I'm not going to that, but I will be watching it. There's also the um, a video, a documentary, and a movie available through formed.org if you want to see that. And also on YouTube, there's a movie about him. And I think there might be one on Netflix. I'm not sure. I know there's one on Amazon. So if you're really curious about St. Patrick, um, there are resources to go look at. 
and it's kind of fun. It's a festivity that you can do with your kids. So, and learn and watch and know something different. And guys, you can drink green beer while you're doing that. Nobody's taking that away from you. So, and if you want to pinch your honey, pinch your honey. It's good. So his feast day is March 17th. Um, if that's today, feast day is a day of celebration. He's the patron saint of Ireland. And I think we all know that. And this was new to me. I wasn't quite sure of what his birthday is. So he it was assumed he was born in the year 387. And his death is in the year 461. He lived a really long time ago. Um, that was new information for me. So he lived in Ireland. And he's one of the most popular saints. And again, I'm taking this information from Catholic.org. He was born in Roman Britain. Um, so it was still the time of the um, Roman Empire, so Roman Britain, and that's so Britain, but under Roman rule. And when he was 14 or so, he was captured by Irish pirates. So, and then he was taken to Ireland as a slave. So he was actually born in Roman Britain, and then he was captured by the pirates, and he was taken to be a slave and a herd and 10 sheep. At that time, Ireland was a land of Druids and pagans, but Patrick turned to God and he wrote his memoir, The Confession. So you can actually still find that today. So it's called The Confession and it's written by Patrick. And this is what he wrote. He wrote, the love of God and his fear grew in me more and more, as did the faith. And my soul was rosed so that in a single day, I have said as many as a hundred prayers and in the night nearly the same. I prayed in the woods and on the mountain, even before dawn. I felt no hurt from the snow or ice or rain. Patrick's captivity lasted until he was 20. So from the age of 14 to 20, he was a slave. He escaped after having a dream from God in which he was told to leave Ireland by going to the coast. There he found some sailors who took him back to Britain, and he was united with his family. A few years after returning home, Patrick saw a vision, as he described it in his memoir. He says this, he says, I saw a man coming, as it were from Ireland. His name was Vic Victorious, Vicar, no, Vic Victorcus, Victorcus. And he came and he carried many letters and he gave me one of them. It read the heeding, the voice of the Irish. As I began the letter, I imagined in that moment that I heard the voice of those very people who were near the wood of Folklet, which is beside the Western Sea. And they cried out as with one voice, we appeal to you, holy servant boy, to come and walk among us. So that was a dream that he had. This vision prompted his studies for the priesthood, and he was ordained by St. Germanus, the bishop of Uxaria, whom he had studied under for years and was later ordained a bishop and sent to take the gospel to Ireland. Gospel meaning good news, so taking it to Ireland. And then he went back to Ireland on March 25th, 433. There are lots of legends about what happened next, with the most prominent claiming he met the chieftain of one of the Druid tribes who tried to kill him. After an intervention from God, Patrick was able to convert the chieftain and preach the gospel through Ireland. There he converted many people, eventually thousands, and he began building churches across the country. 
He often used shamrocks to explain the Holy Trinity and entire kingdoms were eventually converted to Christianity after hearing Patrick's message. He preached and converted all of Ireland for 40 years. He worked many miracles and wrote of his love for God in Confessions, the book, his writings. After years of living in poverty, traveling, and during much suffering, he died on March 17th, 461. He died at Saul, where he built his the first Irish church. He is believed to be buried in Down Cathedral, Down Patrick. His grave was marked in 1990 with granite stone. So in his footsteps, it says, Patrick was a humble, pious, gentle man who loved and total devotion to trust in God should be shining example to each of us. So complete was his trust in God and the importance of his mission. He feared nothing, not even death. And then the breastplate is St. Patrick's poem of faith and trust in God. And we hear it often this way, Christ be within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ inquired, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me, Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. And so that is the breastplate um, about faith and trust in God. And so for today, I wanted to share um, the longer version of this. A particular prayer. Um, again, this is coming from a website. I want to tell you what it is. It's called ourcatholicprayers.com. So you can look it up. There's all kinds of interesting things on there if you choose. So that had kind of an interesting history. It's a longer version of the breastplate. We often say or see this, the short version of it. But today's environment has us all a little off kilter. Maybe we're seeking strength. Maybe we don't feel hope. Maybe we're lost. Maybe we need to remember our strength is in Christ. And so I thought I would read this poem and prayer to you today because it might strengthen you. And so if you find hope in this, if it helps strengthen your conviction, if it helps you today, then by all means, it's on ourcatholicprayers.com. And you can look it up even if you just search St. Patrick's Breastplate or um, the Cry of the Deer. It's also been called that. It's also been called the Lorica of St. Patrick. So it's got several different titles, but I wanted to read it to you today. Um, and let you know that I love you and that you're amazing. And we are called to community. We are called to love one another. We are called right now to use our talents that we have, our gifts that we have, who we are and designed to be. Right now, we are called in all of those things into our community. That's how, And you guys, it doesn't mean you run the streets and you know, you, you are in social distancing, you know, um, you're, you're, you're inside the circle instead of outside the circle that they're giving us all that. But it means that 
you're using your mind, your gift, your talents, your love, your abilities to assist and help others in any way you can. Let's say you're awesome at technology and you know somebody who isn't and they have a small business and they're trying to connect with people via technology, but they don't know how. You help that person because you've got the talent and the gift and they need you right now. Let's say you have a little bit more financial resource, but your neighbor doesn't, or the lady that cleans your house doesn't, or the person who, um, you know, that lives close by or you know of is the son or daughter of somebody else, and they live very meagerly. Maybe they need a little assistance, just a few groceries. Maybe somebody has a baby, a newborn. She can't get out. She's afraid to get out, and she needs some diapers. You help that person. That's what we're called to do, community. Use your imaginations. Help your neighbors. We're called to that. So with that, I'm going to read this prayer. And at the end, I'm going to bid you goodbye until our next time. I love you all. Um, Hey, write me notes on The Unmuted Life on our Facebook page. I want to hear from you, Stacey Jada Unmuted. I want to know you're good. Tell me where you are. Tell me things are great, okay? I want to hear about that. I want to hear good things. I want to hear gratitude. I want to hear love. So we're going to, we are going to change the world, but we're going to change it with love, okay? So here's from St. Patrick. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. I arise today through the strength of Christ's birth with his baptism through the strength of his crucifixion with his burial, through the strength of his resurrection with his ascension, through the strength of his descent for the judgment of doom. I arise today through the strength of the love of the cherubim and the obedience of the angels and the service of the archangels and the hope of resurrection to meet with reward and the prayers of patriarchs and the predictions of prophets and the preaching of apostles, and the faith of confessors, and the innocence of holy virgins, and the deeds of righteous men. I arise today through the strength of heaven, the light of the sun, the radiance of the moon, the splendor of fire, the speed of lightning, the swiftness of wind, the depth of the sea, the stability of the earth, the firmness of rock. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me, God's shield to protect me, God's host to save me from snares of devils, from temptation of vices, from everyone who shall wish me ill afar and near. I summon today all these powers between me and those evils against every cruel and merciless power that may oppose my body and soul, against incantations of false prophets, against black laws of pagandom, against false laws of heretics, 
against craft of idolatry, against spells of witches and smiths and wizards, against every knowledge that corrupts man's body and soul. Christ to shield me today against poison, against burning, against drowning, against wounding, so that there may come to me an abundance of reward. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confessions of the oneness of the creator of creation. Amen. Until next time.